Whether you're a whiskey aficionado or new to the world of whiskeys, I invite you to pull up a chair and join me around the bar as we pour a dram and share in our love of all things whiskeys. Hi, I'm your host, Victor. You can call me Vic, and welcome to Distilled. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the bar. Welcome back to Distilled. Uh, Today, my lovely wife is joining me, and we are doing a tasting flight of three bourbons that we picked up from the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. So, continuing on with that little mini-series. Two of these were store picks um, through Justin's House of Bourbon with the uh, Kentucky Bourbon Festival organizers. Uh, They selected these whiskeys specifically for the festival. Uh, Buffalo Trace Single Barrel, and we have Bullet Bourbon Frontier Whiskey Single Barrel. And then the third whiskey, it'll actually be the second one in the lineup, is from a distillery we discovered in the festival, uh, Wilderness Trail. We have their bourbon bottled in bond. So, my love. First off, hi listeners. Second, yeah babe? How are you? I'm good, a little tired. Um, long day, as you know, with baby girl. Um, do they know we have a baby girl yeah. in listener land? Okay. Yeah, they do. They know They know about a baby girl. And mm-hmm. yeah, so it's been a good day. Long day, but good day. I'm excited for bourbons, um, as always. And particularly, I really like the Wilderness Trail. Won't lie, I got to sample some of that on my birthday. And it was great. Uh, and this is the first time we're having the uh, bullet uh, this evening, though. So I'm excited to try that because bullet is our, our go-to for our house. So let's see what this single, uh, yeah, the single barrel is like. Mm-hmm. So I've got the uh, flights lined up in ascending order of proof. So Buffalo Trace is first on the left. It's at 45%, 90 proof. Next up in the middle is Wilderness Trail bottled in bond at 50%, 100 proof. And last, but certainly not least, is the Bullet Bourbon single barrel at, uh, what did they say, I think 52%? 52, yeah, yeah, 104 proof. So, good stuff. Shall we? Let us begin. So Vic got these like papers out for us so we can hold them up. He looks so official, like holding it up to the paper instead of me, the goober, just holding it up to our bright blue walls. And oh, yeah, that looks kind of pretty. But yeah, OK, the paper definitely helps. Uh, it's kind of like it's got like a hint of almost pink to it. And, you know, I'm not a fan of pink, but like that, like orangey pinkish color on the, wil- on the not wilderness, uh, this one's the Buffalo Trace, right? Yep, Buffalo Trace. In comparison to the other bourbons, I've noticed the, uh, the clarity on the Buffalo Trace, it's, uh, I mean, it's way more clear, so I'm wondering if maybe it was chill filtered, oh. The bullet is definitely not chill filtered. They say it right on the bottle. So 
So let's pretend for a second that I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, so what is like I I know like with vodka they do like charcoal filters, but what is a like chill filter? What does that mean? So when a distillery chill filters their whiskey, they are lowering the temperature. They're chilling it so that some of the um, oils and some other compounds will separate from the alcohol and these compounds um, can produce a cloudy whiskey if the whiskey gets chilled or if it drops below 45% ABV. Um, They'll naturally undissolve is the way it was described to me which is a really weird thing to think about and it will produce a cloudiness but if you chill filter your whiskey if you filter you chill it and then pass it through a very fine filter those oils get stripped out and it provides a crystal clear whiskey that will not chill uh, if or will not become cloudy if the temperature drops on it so is it like well because i know oil and water have different freezing points too so i'm wondering if that has something to do with it i'm trying like to remember all of my organic chemistry classes and trying to figure out how that exactly works but again it's been a long day i don't remember everything right now Mm -hmm. um but i'm ready to taste it if you are or at least smell it so oh yeah right off the nose i get um like a buttery smell not quite like a sweet butter but just like like a salted butter more Definitely get butter. A bit of dried orange peel. More butter for me. Pink peppercorns. That's what it is. I'm like, it's some kind of spice, but it's not like like cardamom or um, like nothing else like that. So I was just trying to figure that out. Yeah, pink peppercorn. That's good. Mm-hmm. With first sip, I'm getting more orange on the palate. Like, that's what I get in the back of the throat. Yeah, I definitely get the orange coming out again. I will say this is a lot better than standard Buffalo Trace, because I'm not usually a fan of just the the standard buffalo trace but this is a this is a really nice pick i'm liking the more complex flavors coming out oh yeah um i think i posted on the instagram uh buffalo trace overrated maybe worth the secondary market prices absolutely not (laughs) is it still good yes it's it's still a good basic bourbon um but the single barrel store pick is fantastic there's more depth of flavor more unique flavors um i mean i get like espresso and dark chocolates kind of on the finish i'm getting like not quite toasted pecan but like like warmed pecan like like you know those um like spice nut vendors you'll see at like you know, harvest festivals and, you know, Christmas times, or at least I, growing up in the Midwest, that was a very common thing. Um, like, that's what it kind of reminds me of, is that, like, buttery 
pecans and like like not quite fully roasted but like warmed with like that little bit of um spice to it oh yeah i could definitely get that a very nice mouthfeel as well like it's not too much not too much bite in it which is nice mm-hmm. yeah i'm ready to move on to wilderness if you are my love i'm ready Mm. Actually, I changed my mind. I want to see if, um, well, it's not that high of a proof. It's what was the proof on this one again? It's like it's ninety. Okay, so like I don't really want to water it down to try to see if that brings out different flavors. Like I don't know if that would really do anything. It could, um, but yeah, mm, I'm cool with ninety. I put in one drop of water for science. Let's see. Still smells like butter. Mm. I'm almost getting like like a candy corn, like artificial sugars and like, yeah, it, it tastes like your candy corn smells. And I know you always love your candy corn. I do love that candy corn. <laughs> Guilty pleasure. Hey, at least I always know what to get you for your birthday. It's just bag of candy corn. I like to think I'm easy. I don't know how I feel about you professing to the world that you're easy. <laughs> I, uh, I know. Like I that. know you didn't mean it like that. <clears throat> you you are easy to love. I will say that. Thanks, babe. So are you. I love you. Love you. Okay, are we moving on to wilderness? Yep. Okay. Mmm, it smells like happiness. Victor can give you a better description than I can for that one. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to talk way into the microphone to see the little bars go up and down. So I get this one fascinates me um because i get like sourdough and yeasty kind of smells well it is a weeded bourbon right so no so it's not i initially thought it was but the mash bill again this is wilderness trail bottled in bond they use a sweet mash Mm, okay and it is 64% corn, 24% rye, and 12% malted barley. So initially, I thought this was a weeded bourbon because I was getting those wheat, bready kind of notes on it initially, but I stand corrected. See, I get not quite like full yeast and bread, but like like homemade like the dough for homemade cinnamon rolls like it's not quite strong yeast but it's it's definitely subtly there but it's also kind of like a spice note to me like baking spices yeah same here like i really want to drink this with like a piece of chocolate babka or something like that because that just sounds really good with this as an excellent mouthfeel it like just coats your tongue and just hugs it. Yeah. Um, ooh, there's that, that peppermint on the back end. I know. 
It's such a trip. I that is why this one has quickly become a favorite of mine um, because of how unique it is. That you really don't get a lot of that like like it's not menthol. Like it doesn't taste like you're drinking cough syrup. Like when we say peppermint, it's like the sweet, like not quite not even peppermint, but like a sweet spearmint. Not a peppermint, but a spearmint. Oh yeah, fresh spearmint leaves yeah and it's it's refreshing and like i see why they call it wilderness trail because i it it's it feels very natural to be drinking it because of that like spearmint aroma aroma at the end also i feel like i'm saying spearmint really oddly into the microphone and you might have to do some vocal editing after i'm pretty certain it's spearmint i thought it was spearmint no I don't. I don't think so. Is it spearmint or spearmint? Okay, Instagram, comment mm-hmm. on this and tell us: is it spearmint or spearmint, or is it just my Midwestern showing? <laughs> I think your Midwest is showing again. Oops. <laughs> anyway, bourbon. Um, yeah, I really like. I really like this one. Quickly becoming a favorite definitely that uh minty aftertaste i will say whether it is spear or spare uh or pepper but that minty aftertaste um and yeah it doesn't have a harsh bite it's very mellow but it is also um it it packs a punch and i really like it i like it i could sip a little of this and be very very happy with it yeah um really good stuff and just online, it seems like Wilderness Trail has just exploded into the market. Um, they uh, were not available in Ohio when we purchased this bottle. And then as of like last week, I saw that the single barrel is now available in Ohio. Single barrel bourbon. Um, this is small batch, Kentucky straight, bottled in bond. So aged at least four years um and it is at least 100 proof so you know why i think they are the ones that exploded of all of the like craft um distilleries that we discovered on our trip was that? they were the only ones that gave out (laughs) t-shirts they were they were the only ones that gave away free t-shirts and the t-shirts that they gave us said bourbon is for lovers and who doesn't love that yeah, it was pretty great. It was, it was one, and the people we talked to were were great. I don't remember their names, but they were, they were fantastic. They were, they were. I think like just the brand reps, but they they did a really awesome job representing their product, answering a bunch of questions from us. Um, they were, they were very cool people. They're very fun to hang out with. We kept stopping by their booth, <clears throat> which is probably why they gave us t-shirts. I think. Probably. <laughs> But they had they had a really cool booth as well. They were they were very chill. They had like little checkers games and a couple little seats um, and this little fake fireplace with like orange lights in it. It was very like it was just a very chill. Like I think they were trying to recreate a cabin in the woods in this random field in Bardstown, but it it was very nice. They were very cool people. They also have a really nice um, rye whiskey. It's not overpowering. It's not unbalanced or super herbal or spicy. It's a really beautifully balanced, beautifully matured 
uh, Rye. I really liked that one. Do you get any other notes from this one? Because I am just always very pleasantly surprised by the mint aftertaste. And that's what like sold me on this. There is some kind of like dried fruit. And I almost want to say it's like a golden raisin. Mm, I mean, maybe. That's At least for me, it's kind of like a golden raisin. Um, there's still that breadiness to it. Um, and... Oh, what is it? There's a German Christmas bread that's in the shape of a crown. And that's kind of what it reminds me of. Crown cake? No, not crown cake. <laughs> not crown cake. This bread has like... Oh, king cake is what I'm thinking of, but that's a different thing. Yeah. No, this has like raisins and dried fruits and some nuts in it. Ooh. It's a very tall standing loaf. I, I watered <clears throat> mine down just a little bit again, just a few drops, and I get more of an almond note on the nose. Is that what you were thinking of? Like almond? Yeah, so the almond's in there. That's why it kind of reminds me of that um, type of bread. It's It only comes out at Christmas time. Is it the... Um, I know I'm thinking of um, uh, Pitzels, that they, they have like almonds, anise, all of that. Or like these little snowball cookies that my grandma always makes, but that's not that's not really a cake. I'm also not gonna lie, I don't handle high proofs usually super well, so my my mouth is a little like I have to take a pause from the wilderness trail. I really like it, but I'm I'm not able to to keep going with the tasting notes for it. Not that I'm a lightweight or anything. It's just you know. Everybody's got their own palette. Everybody's got their own set of of things. Stolen. Oh, that's what, it, that's what it is. Uh, what would Mary Berry say about <laughs> you right now? You couldn't remember stolen. I mean, yeah, I don't. I was gonna say I think she'd be proud, but the fact that I couldn't remember it, maybe not. We've been we've been uh, watching a bit of the Great British Bake Off. That was our. Um, quarantine show that we learned to love together and I would get mad at him if he watched an episode without me Big Off is back by the way (laughs) three episodes are now on Netflix they release every Wednesday I want to say this is not a promo for Great British Bake Off they have not (laughs) paid you anything for this it's true yeah but still just also did you watch did you watch it without me Hey, I was sick. You were sick. Okay. All right. Fine. Sick pass it is. I do think I need to move on from the wilderness trail just because that was, I need to give my palate a moment, but we can move on to other things. Do you want to talk about the festival? Do you, what do you want to do? Uh, actually, I wanted to hear your take on the festival. Um, listeners got to hear my take on the festival itself, and then they also heard about my view of the stuff we did outside the festival grounds, checking out the distilleries and restaurants. So how was your experience, babe? Uh, In short, very nice. 
uh, in a few more details because I'm thinking that's what you're going for. Um, I really enjoyed getting to meet the people behind the bourbon. And even if they were just, you know, reps from the company, it's still somebody that the company chose to like, hey, these are people that um, speak up for what we stand for. And I thought it was really cool to um, kind of see almost the different interpretations of bourbon, not in sense of like recipe or like, oh, we only use this much corn or that much, but um, of what bourbon means to different people. Like I remember seeing um, like Monk's Road and they were all about like we're this legacy and we were this distillery and now we're this distillery and and they have a really cool story. Um, Hopefully we'll do an episode on that in the nearby future. Um, So I don't want to reveal too much about Monk's Road. Um, And like there was another one there um, called Penelope and getting to talk to that um, the owner's story of like they named the bourbon after their daughter and I thought that was really sweet and really cute you know being um, a new mom myself and having a daughter I thought that was a really cool way to um, honor their child Um, and then there was another one whose name escapes me but they were moonshiners for so long and they their slogan was like we finally went legal and um, I thought that was really funny so I, I appreciated like the the wholesomeness the legacy um, and the appreciation of legacy and family in different ways so you had you know the one brand honoring their daughter the one brand honoring like we were a previous distillery and then we were you know we become this new distillery and um Logstill, I think, is who makes Monk's Road, right? Yep. Okay, Logstill. And, you know, the other one whose name I can't remember, sorry, other bourbon brand that I can't remember right now. Um, But I thought that was really cool. And then getting to see all these people coming together just to celebrate, like, one of of the things I really love about bourbon um, is the honor of the art and the honor of like this is something that takes time it's something that's meant to be enjoyed and it's something that's meant to be cherished with others and like that's that's your whole thing with this platform is like making whiskey social again and making it something to be enjoyed by family and by others and that was really cool to see um in the bourbon community that like this is something that a lot of people I think want to do and I thought that was really cool and so that was my my takeaway from the bourbon trip. And I, I like a weekend away with you. It's always very fun. Uh, so that was really cool. Uh, Bardstown itself was really uh, an interesting experience and in the best way. They had a lot of history. Um, I know interesting is maybe not the best word to use, but it was just really cool to see a simple small town um, that I'm sure makes most of their yearly revenue from bourbon fest or from people coming on the bourbon trail and i i thought it was so cool that um while we were there there was also the cheers to bardstown festival going on and they were trying to highlight like some of the local community some of their history and getting to see um like how they present themselves and how they want to be recognized. And one of my favorite little funny moments was reading a um, a little plaque in Talbot's Tavern, I think was the name, right? That was Talbot's? Yep. It was the, okay, yeah. 
and getting to read a little plaque they had there about like one time there was these two guys and they wanted to steal a suit and then they had a shootout and then the sheriff went and found one of the guys and one of them went away and he was never found again and like this simple kind of hilarious moment in history that they were like this deserves a plaque and we're gonna put the plaque in the local bar that's been here forever because that's who we are and I thought that was just so endearing and so like okay these are cool people I can hang out with these people um so overall I thought it was a really good experience the food um at some of these places was surprisingly good um I maybe that's not maybe that's not the best compliment um but I I will be honest I was going in expecting not great food and expecting um that it was great bourbon and that's what their focus was on and the food would be edible but okay um and I was I was really pleasantly surprised we went to a pizza place that was really good um I the, forgot about the pizza you forgot place. about the pizza place. Yep. They had like this this fire oven, delicious happiness. Um, oh, I wish I could remember its name. I'm blanking on all of the names, but overall, it was a great experience. We went to um, Willard Distillery, and we went to lunch there. And Victor cried over the sandwich. Uh, he won't tell you that, maybe, but I will because I think it's funny. No, I uh, to it. Okay, you. It was a really good sandwich. Yep. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> it made... The only time I've ever seen you cry over food besides that sandwich was on our honeymoon. And, like, that was the... the Oh, the turtle soup at Commander's Palace. That was definitely a bucket list item. <laughs> and it lived up to and exceeded all expectations I had of it. It was a great soup. I have pictures of him crying over this soup, and I treasure those with all of my heart. Because it's just, it's just you. You appreciate the beauty of hard work that comes out in the culinary world, whether that's through amazing food, good liquor, amazing liquor, for that matter, for some of these places. Um, yeah, and that's it's a beautiful part of you that I really love. Thank you, babe. You're welcome. I'm, I promise I talk to him like this all the time. I'm not just doing this for promotion on the podcast. Um, yeah, so overall, I'd say the experience was wonderful. If you ever get a chance to go, if you are a bourbon enthusiast, I would highly recommend. Um, yeah, I I had a great time. There was like a couple little bumps here and there, just with some of the festival organization. But I'm sure Vic has talked about that Um before so uh, I won't get into that and overall it was a really fun experience I'm glad that we went I would happily go again and yeah overall it was really great and now my palate feels normal so I'm ready to drink more (laughs) bourbon again if you are babe yep I'm ready so what's the last one we've got again it's the last one is bullet at 104 proof single barrel Nice. I didn't forget. That was just for listeners who stayed through the wonderful story that I just told. Um, So we're having the Bullet Bourbon single barrel. That high ride Nashville is really coming out on the nose. Yep. (laughs) 
uh, I don't know if uh, Victor has shared this, but I am not the biggest fan of rye, so I am a little, uh, let's see how this goes. Right off the rip, I get um, licorice and sarsaparilla mm-hmm. kind of notes. I'm, uh, I'm getting a lot of licorice and pepper, which is uh, a very odd combination of smells that maybe I didn't want, but I'm excited to see how it tastes like. Or what it tastes like, not how it tastes like, what it tastes like. What it tastes like. Maybe I'm done. Mm-hmm. No, I can keep going. Just just cut that part out where I can't speak the words. Oh, no, that stays in. No, <laughs> don't do that. Candied plum. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm reading your mind. Um, that's what I get on the first taste, and that is, I have not had that in a wow. bourbon before, but that's yeah. like candied like candied plum, not prunes, mind you, not a prune taste, but like candied plum specifically. Yeah, that is, that's new for me. I've never experienced that in a bourbon either, um, but I love that. Like, that's Christmas flavors starting yeah, to the, come out. The taste is a lot better than the smell for me. I didn't. I didn't appreciate the smell as much, but the taste that that sh- like sugar plums, basically. Yes. Oh, that that's really good. I would like it to be noted for the record that Vix is almost gone already, and we've had two sips of this because he likes it so much that he's just he's just happy to have it with him. Yeah, the candied plum, definitely on the beginning. And then towards the back, I get more of the caramel kind of flavors. Um, or the cooked sugar, caramelized sugars like toffee, butterscotch kind of stuff. Um, I would like it to be noted that it is never a problem to add a couple drops of water to your bourbon if you need it to taste the flavors. Uh, if you are like me and you have a palate that can usually only go up to like 98 proof and then you can't really taste anything after that, um, I'm adding a couple drops of water to see if that opens up more of those flavors because I just get the uh, sugar plum. Like that's all I get. Ooh. Yeah. Like on the on the nose with a couple of water, it's like, What is that? It's like okay. This is gonna sound weird, but just just hear me out for a second. It's like a birthday cake candle, but in a good way. Like it's just it's very sweet on the nose, with a couple like opening up those different flavors for me at least. Yes, definitely birthday cake. Yeah, but it's not like it's not like pure sugar. It's like almost that like slightly artificial um like birthday cake kind of smell. Like did you ever have those like birthday cake Oreos that as soon as you ate one of them oh, it gave yeah, you diabetes? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that one. Or <laughs> <laughs> it's just like overpoweringly sweet, but in kind of a nice way. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, with a bit of water, I definitely get more um, vanilla flavors, kind of frosting, and yep. um, uh, what else is there? I definitely get more of the vanilla, and then, yeah, there's something else there. It's not quite fruity. It's not quite nutty. Is that just oak? Like, it's it's just, like... It might be. It might just be the oak. <clears throat> because, yeah, it's like... I'm trying to think of fruit profiles and... Mm-mm. But Maple. Not, oh! That's what it is. Okay. Because it's not quite... It's not quite as woody as, like, an oak taste is, and it's not quite as sweet... But it's like like a like maple candy, not maple syrup, but like maple candy. Yeah, for sure. Or if you have you ever had maple syrup just like straight from a tree? I have not. That's what it tastes like to me, because it's not when it gets um, like the syrup itself that comes from a maple tree, because um, it's not usually a sweet because it's not cooked down. Right. But it still has that like maple essence to it. Okay. So picture it like a maple syrup LaCroix, where it's just whispering that maple sense maple. to it. Exactly. <laughs> maple. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cough in y'all's ear. It's okay. That's just, uh, I'm just appreciating that I found a way to get our running joke in here somehow of having a, a bubble water that's infused with the essence of insert your flavor here and it's just a whisper of maple orange lemon <laughs> all of those you know fun flavors uh, yeah I'm a big fan of this bullet um, might have to pick up another single barrel down the road I think that could be nice mm-hmm. that was the um the bourbon at our wedding so i think that's definitely like a the single barrel would definitely be a like standard anniversary <laughs> present maybe mm-hmm. like a, a nicer bottle of bullet for this uh anniversary fun stuff yep and for you uh barrel geeks out there this is barrel number two dash b three dash zero six five one I have no idea what that means for bullets. Um, if you know Four Roses and you know their single barrel um, codes on their label, that actually gives you a lot of information, uh, which is really cool. But uh, this is just a barrel number. So if there's any barrel geeks out there, again, that is 2 B3 zero six five one so send us an instagram and let us know <laughs> what that might mean as you might be able to tell i don't do the instagrams so i don't really know how that works but let vic know somehow what's going on yeah um yeah this was a fun flight this was a really good flight I agree. I think it was nice. I, I definitely still like the Wilderness Trail the best. That's still still my personal favorite. The Bullet single barrel was very good. Um, 
And the Buffalo Trace was better than expected. Um, just because, again, Buffalo Trace isn't my favorite, but um, with the single barrel, I think it brought out some new f- uh, flavor profiles that I wasn't expecting in a really, um, like, <clears throat> what's the word? Um, it brought out new flavor profiles in a very pleasant way. Yeah, I'm a big fan of single barrel picks. Um, I've said on the last couple of episodes that Rowan's Creek was my favorite bourbon that I tried at the bourbon festival or while we were down there. Um, I did not get to try the bullet. This was the first time that we popped this bottle and that we tried it. And, uh, will it better watch out? Cause, uh, <laughs> Granted, this is a single barrel. Rowan's Creek is small batch, so there is that. Um, Yeah, they're both easily top three with Monk's Road being in there solidly. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely in a top three for me. Probably right now it would be Wilderness Trail, um, this single barrel bullet, and the other one we got from Monk's Road, um, the Pot Still. Or the copper copper still. That was Willet. Didn't I say that? No, you said Monk's, Monk's Road. Oh, I messed up. Um, so, yeah. The Bullet Single Barrel, the Wilderness Trail, and the pot. Was it pot still or was it copper still? It was one of those two from uh, Willert, which is also the t-shirt that I'm wearing currently, which is very fun. Because they didn't give us a shirt, but I bought it. You can tell that my affections are easily won by free t-shirts. Yeah, overall it was a fun trip. Lots of good bourbon. Um, There are still a couple of bottles we have not opened yet. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt. but um, So I put a little more water in the bullet single barrel. What do you smell in in the nose? I want to see if I'm... Like, your and my palate is kind of similar, but what are you smelling in that? Reminds me of mouthwash. Okay, I was going to say rose water, but, like, that's what I'm smelling in it. Oh. And, like, that's, it's, like, a little bit floral. And, like, that was surprising to me that, like, we've been talking about, like, it's, oh, candied plums, and, oh, it's this, and, like, rose water. Seems like such an unusual flavor to come out of watering it down just a little bit more. So it's probably at maybe 90-ish proof now. Let's see if my palate burns when I take a sip. Yeah, definitely more floral, and my palate's not burning, so it's probably somewhere around 93, 94, maybe? Okay. You can you can taste it if you want. You drank all of yours. You can finish mine. We're married. We share germs. It's fine. definitely a lot more floral um i'd wager this is closer to between 90 and 80 proof actually 
he's more of the expert. I would go with his um, mm-hmm. judgment on that. He's he sipped a few more bourbons in his life than I have, though I'm catching up to him. So, I mean, I also have to sample the whiskey as it comes off the still at work, and we take it from 140 proof to start Hart's collection at 140, and it goes down to uh, 40 percent. So. There is oh, I, I definitely thought you were going to say it's because you're older than me and you've got a couple years ahead of me in experience. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, you do. You're you're an old man. I don't know if you want Not that on the podcast. <laughs> Not 30 yet. I've got a couple weeks he left. <laughs> You'll be fine. You are uh, 30... No, I don't. Yeah, there's there's no. You're 30 and thriving. Ooh, I like that. 30 and thriving. 30 and thriving. Thank you, babe. You're welcome. I mean, yeah. Do you have any other questions or things that you want to talk about with festival or anything with me? Mm, no, not really. I think that's it for tonight. Okay. Uh, that's probably for the best because I'm a little sleepy now. <laughs> so uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, what do you usually say at the end of these? Like, sub- subscribe, not subscribe. That's oh, I, not do, a thing. I do a separate little clip. For oh, okay. Uh, support him Something. on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I remember is support, support him on Patreon. Yeah, that is uh, patreon.com slash distilled, D-I-S-T-I-L-L-D. Thanks, everyone, for joining us, and I don't know, stay safe out there or something. Thank you again for listening and joining us here on Distilled. Remember to uh, like, subscribe, and tell your friends about the podcast on whichever um, platforms you're on. Please give me a five-star rating um, and leave a review. Let me know what you think. Uh, Special thanks to my wife for joining me tonight and sipping our way through bourbon and reminiscing on a wonderful weekend. Other ways you can support the podcast are by following us on Instagram at distilled. That's Instagram.com slash D-I-S-T-I-L-L dot D or just in the search bar D-I-S-T-I-L-L dot D. Remember, um, you can donate either via Patreon.com slash distilled, excuse me, or um, on the website distilled.me that is d-i-s-t-i-l-l-d dot m-e currently on the website I'm adding a blog section and uh, just addressing some myths that I've heard over the last week and a half or so at work um, and allowing a little bit more long form kind of written content stuff that I really like putting out So be sure to check that out as well. All right. I'll catch you next time. Stay safe. Cheers.